Delano's Top of the Week. Cordula is in the studio with me today for Delano's Top of the Week. Good morning, Cordula. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Every week, uh, Delano joins us in the studio here. Uh, and we go through a topic in the news, uh, which is a hot headline at the moment. We also look forward to some events that you've picked out for our listeners. And then we always have a personal pick, uh, which is dependent on whoever's in that week. This week, we're talking about GolfSatCom, which is a big space defense conference happening soon in Luxembourg. Uh, what is GovSatcom exactly and what's going to be going on there? So GovSatcom is taking place on the on Thursday, the 24th of February. And as you already said, it's kind of it's a one day conference uh, about, all about kind of the intersection between like the space and the space industry and the defense sector. Um, you have really sort of like the who's who of uh, defense contractors are there. Uh, Honeywell, Thales, Leonardo, um, Airbus. Um, and it was born out of a public private partnership between the Luxembourg state and satellite operator SES. Uh, they founded this company Lux Golfsat in 2015, and um, together they launched uh, a satellite called Golfsat One in 2018, and that kind of provides satellite communications capacity to Luxembourg allies such as uh, U, the EU, NATO, the UN, um, and then also part of the platform is commercialized um, as part of the the joint venture, and that was kind of the the, the birth of this conference as well. Um, so mm. that's that's kind of so it's kind of a meeting. Uh of uh, like um, private companies and government uh, representatives uh, started through this um, collaboration between the Luxembourg government and SES, as you said. But will there be representatives from other governments uh, at the conference? Uh, so not other governments. No. Uh, there are some panels, for example, on uh, use cases. So how can uh, the organizations like the EU and NATO um, benefit from these kinds of public-private partnerships? Um, and also what is the, the application of satellite communications um, in different uh, kind of defense environments? Um, uh, but there's not really a, a kind of... Uh, yeah, aside where other, I don't know, ministers or something are coming to speak. We have uh, François Bach, so Luxembourg's defence minister, he's going to open the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also uh, a uh, the head of uh, space and cyber at Luxembourg's Department of Defence will be closing the conference. Um, uh, but then in between, it is actually, it is a very, it is a fairly technical event. And a lot of it is really uh, sort of digging into like the, the technology of satellite comms and, and how that kind of intersects with, uh, with defence uh, capabilities. Okay. So how big is Luxembourg's uh, presence in those industries in the satellite communication and uh, space defense? Yeah, I mean, in satellite communications, it, it, it is a you know, fairly big player. I mean, mm-hmm. um, SES was already was founded back in, the, in 1985 and has really become one of the you know, biggest satellite operators um, globally. And um, so satellite is, is kind of has been a niche in the Luxembourg economy for a long time. And then in 2016, you had the launch of the Space Resources.lu initiative which is all about asteroid mining, which is slightly you know, different. But then it has also attracted loads of um, what are called new space companies, um, so sort of space startups to Luxembourg. And many of them actually um, also operate in this uh, satellite field. So you have companies like um, Clios and Spire, um, who also OQ Technologies, who have developed, for example, these kinds of uh, shoebox-sized satellites to develop these uh, like clusters in space. Um, and they deliver uh, data, uh, Earth observation data, for example, and that can be used in a number of different sectors. So, for example, their clients are like shipping companies who need to um, make sure that you know 
where their ships are and whatever it is and uh, sort of weather monitoring and that kind of stuff. Um, but at the same time, obviously, you can use that same data for, um, you know, uh, intelligence and reconnaissance um, from a defense perspective. Um, and so you have these companies who are active in Luxembourg. Um, for example, the um, the top general of the U.S. Space Force, he was in Luxembourg last year, um, and he and there is an interest for kind of defense sectors to meet with these companies and um, and figure out how kind of the the commercial uh, space sector can benefit um, the the defense industry. Right. Um, before uh, before we kind of came on air, you were talking to me about the the funding that's involved um, from the Luxembourg government to the defense uh, sector, uh, because this is this is kind of an interesting setup. NATO's mandated uh, its members to spend a certain amount of their uh, GDP on their defense, and Luxembourg obviously has a pretty big GDP, but a small army. Um, so maybe talk us through that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So in, in 2014, all NATO members, they made this pledge that they would spend 2% of their GDP on the military and defense. Uh, and as you quite rightly say, for Luxembourg, that's really difficult because it has an incredibly high GDP sort of per capita. Um, I think it's still one of the highest in the world, maybe just behind Qatar. Um, but it has an army of, you know, just kind of over a thousand active soldiers. Um, it doesn't have an air force. Um, it doesn't have a navy. Um and so it's it's quite difficult for Luxembourg to spend that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think uh, sort of last year we were around 0.6% of GDP <laughs> that we spent on the military. Right. Um, there are plans to kind of raise this to 0.72 by 2024. Um, and if Luxembourg really were to spend 2% of GDP on the military, that would be more than a billion euros a year, right. which would be higher than like the entire education budget yeah. um, and many other items in the budget, actually. Um, so it's it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for Luxembourg to spend this kind of money. Um, but at the same time, space is kind of a high cost of entry sport. Mm. Um, so, for example, the, the GovSet satellite that we spoke about before, um, that was a 100 million euro investment right there. Um, Luxembourg is also working on launching a second uh, military satellite, so that would be operated by the military for Earth observation purposes, again with kind of um, the aim to deliver data to allies, and that comes with a price tag of 309 million euros over 10 years. Um, So it's also, it is an interesting way for Luxembourg to spend a considerable amount of money on its military without investing in something that, you know, won't be able to to operate or yeah. <laughs> like we're not going to have a I don't know a marine in the Moselle are we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, is there any controversy surrounding this conference because obviously with defense industry we're talking about weapons manufacturers and stuff like that are there any protests expected or anything like that um, not really I mean this conference has sort of flown under the radar a bit I think right. and it is because it's very much sort of like an industry meet um, I will say I think it's interesting that you have um, I mentioned some of these companies before Leonardo, Thales, Honeywell, Lockheed Martin, Airbus um, and these five companies are actually also blacklisted by the Luxembourg Pension Fund for right. controversial um, weapons activities um, so you have on the one hand you have kind of Luxembourg involved in uh, this, you know, LuxGovSat and GovSatcom um, and, spe- you know, you have a defense minister speaking at this event. Um, and on the other hand, you have the pension fund that actually blacklists these companies for investment. Um, I mean, Lockheed Martin, for example, they deliver arms to Saudi Arabia, kind of which fights in Yemen. Um, 
Talus uses white phosphorus in the smoke of some of its weapons, which can cause burns, uh, organ damage, or even be fatal. Um, I mean, it has pledged to phase out that substance uh, by mid this year. Um, but so there's a, there is an element there um, that is... Uh, but yeah, just, it doesn't really make sense to me, at least. <laughs> um, but you also have, I mean, SES, for example, they have an entire branch of their company. It's a U.S. subsidiary that is uh, that only has U.S. government clients. Um, so effectively, it is SES providing satellite capacity to the U.S. military. Um, and there have frequently been questions raised uh, that this... Um, you know, that this is used to help the U.S. military operate drone missions uh, and not just observation, but Reaper drone missions. Mm. Um, and and that comes up time and again when, for example, you know, there is an airstrike. Um, was that done with satellite capacity by SES? And Luxembourg, the Luxembourg state is a stakeholder in SES. It owns around a third of the company. Um, so, you know, what is the, the responsibility there as well um, for Luxembourg in, in, in supporting these kinds of missions? Right. Just finally, are there what are the kind of results of this conference that can be expected? I guess the the, con- the consequences of these talks and discussions. Uh, I think there isn't uh, like sort of one outcome that right. we're expecting. Um, it is an industry meet. Um, it is uh, an interesting event for kind of Luxembourg to position itself in this field. Um, and I'm sure there will be uh, a lot of networking and uh, right. <laughs> that kind of thing happening. Um, but it, it's not like there'll be, you know, sort of like a press release at the end where they say this is what we've decided. Okay. Um, but uh, it, it really is more, yeah, sort of a, a, a get together of these different defense uh, companies, uh, public sector actors um, to to discuss uh, te- different technologies, how they can be applied. Um, and I mean, you know, maybe we'll see uh, sort of in the years to come um, if there'll be any kind of memorandums of understanding signed, any uh, contracts awarded, that kind of thing. Okay, right. Uh, I'm going to go to a track now. And then when we come back, we'll have a run through of the events you've picked for us and uh, your personal pick as well. We're back in the studio with Cordula from Delano to run us through some of the events that are happening in Luxembourg this week that they've picked out for listeners to look forward to. So my first uh, event pick is... Uh, a comedy it's called uh, In the Strange Pursuit of Laura Durand Uh, it's a Greek film uh, that is being screened on Wednesday so 23rd of Feb uh, from 9pm at Cine Utopia and it's kind of it's described as like a, a buddy comedy road movie kind of film so you have these these two men who um uh, who have an obsession with a uh, 90s uh, soft porn star mm. and uh, they go on and they go in search of said lady called uh, Laura Durand right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other event that I'm bringing is the Echter Jazz Festival so Echter Nach um, is hosting a jazz festival over the weekend this coming weekend so it starts on Friday the 25th and runs until Sunday um, there is a bunch of acts uh, coming up so you've got a uh, jazz drummer Manu Kate you have a pianist Ata Possing um, Brad Meldau, the Michel Mais Quartet. So there's a bunch of uh, people coming up there. And that's over the weekend. And tickets for that are online or is it just f- free attendance? No, you can you can buy your tickets online. You can also okay. select sort of which, which of the concerts you want ah, to see because okay. it is really like a, a whole weekend lineup. Okay. Um, so we're, we're, I'm telling you now so you can book ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plan ahead for your weekend. Um, and then the the last thing is uh, if you if you fancy a bit of brunch with a bit of art, um, there is uh, a group they're organising 
uh, yeah, these little like art branches. So you can go, uh, you get your food, and then they provide you with a canvas and paint and all of the materials right. that you want uh, and could possibly need uh, to create some art. And it's um, you're not eating and painting at the same time, I guess. No, so food, <laughs> food first. <Yeah. laughs> and, um, but then you can get creative, and that is on the next one. So they do these kind of uh, once a month or a couple of times a month. The next one is coming up uh, on Saturday, the 26th of Feb. But you should book in advance to make sure that you get a spot. Okay. Um, and uh, the information on that you can find on delano.lu. Yes, all of these events are listed in the agenda section of delano.lu. That's uh, right. Yeah, that is right. <laughs> cool. Uh, finally, we've got your personal pick for this week. Uh, what have you got? Well, uh, I, I come with two personal picks oh, this week because right. uh, one of them is the, the March edition of uh, Delano, which is coming out on Friday. Okay. So uh, you can pick up a copy of that and uh, hear and read about uh, different people. We've got um, Jacqueline Jacquet, who is the founder of uh, Cocotte. And we also spoke to some of the women behind the um, International Women's March, um, International Women's Day March um, that's coming up and um, yeah so that's my pick number one okay. and my other per- more slightly more personal pick is a book it is called We Are Made of Earth um, by Greek author Panos Karnesis and this it starts uh, in a like refugee dinghy in uh, the Mediterranean um, which capsizes uh, two people survive mm. uh, a man and a little boy and they get stranded on a Greek island uh, where they are taken in um, by a uh, zookeeper and um, but they all kind of all of the characters harbor some some dark secrets it's very much a story about kind of uh, betrayal um, atonement revenge um, and uh, yeah it's a really it's a I, f- I felt it was just a really interesting moving story I don't want to give away too much of the plot because <laughs> right, yeah. um, there's a few twists that if I give them away now okay. um, the book will be ever so less enjoyable and quite a lot of them happen at the very start of the book so it's a, right. it's a bit of a difficult book to talk about um, but it's a really interesting uh, story about these uh, um, yeah, about these two refugees or asylum seekers who end up on this on this Greek island and, and meet some of the people there um, What was it called again? It's called We Are Made of Earth Okay Cool. Well, thank you very much for coming in today. Uh, next week, we'll have uh, you or one of your colleagues in for another Top of the Week. Uh, all of those events can be found on your website, as well as some articles about the uh, GolfSatCom conference, which is happening this week in Luxembourg. Thanks for joining us today, Gorja. Thank you. Cheers.